What's up, dorks? Welcome back to the podcast, the Bad Christian Podcast, that is. All right, real quick, I'm going to blast you through the Emory and Hawthorne Heights 15-year anniversary tour of The Silence in Black and White and our album, The Week's End. I'm going to blast to you the tour dates where we're going to be in case you've been asleep at the wheel. In June, coming up, starting next week. Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Springfield, Oklahoma City, Denver, Wichita, and Lincoln. And then we've just announced dates in August. We're headed west. Here we go. Santa Cruz, California, Los Angeles, Garden Grove, San Diego, Orangevale, Fresno, California, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Albuquerque. Then we're getting all the way down into Texas. We got Lubbock. We got Dallas. We got Austin. We got Houston. We got San Antonio. So a bunch of tour dates. All of those are with Hawthorne Heights. And the ones in Texas and California are also going to be with O Sleeper. So that's big, big time stuff. So go wherever. I don't know where to go. Go to emorymusic.com or Bands in Town or HawthorneHeights.com. Go find those tickets, and we will see you soon. we got a good VIP. We're going to, I don't know, it's going to be fun. I mean, come on. This is a pretty good Screamo concert. It's not one, not one to miss. We'll be back, but we won't be back like this with a 15-year tour with Hawthorne Heights. And for some of you, with those sleepers. So good stuff. Let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Yo, Svensson, you ready? Yo, yo, yo. I don't know what that means. You don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Reva, thanks for ruining the intro. Three, two, one. Hit it! Yeah. Bad Christian. Just f***ing up the old world. Bad Christian. <laughs> I bleep that, Reva. I'm sorry. I keep... Sometimes I think I'll never say the word fuck again, and then all of a sudden I'm in the middle of saying the word fuck, and all of a sudden fuck's out there, and I'm like, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I remember titling one of the club episodes, Toby's not going to swear anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that, a- that, was, that was met with a lot of ire from the fan base, you know, our base. You want to get our base riled up? Talk about not cussing. Oh, man. <laughs> that will rile them See some pissed up. off listeners, man. We've probably done the worst ever of trying to set up any future political career, right? Like, there is good. no chance any of us could. I know that's a good Love thing, it. but I'm saying there is no chance. It, we couldn't even like legitimately even think about it. Like there is no way anyone would ever elect me for the things I've just said on this. Podcast. I love that feeling so much. I mean, I promise you that exact feeling is my favorite feeling because it means, it, I mean, it just means it's real. It's committed. It's like getting a tattoo. It's like, yeah, but then your oh, options yeah. will be limited. No, it's just I'll own me. That's the whole point. I'll own me and whatever it is, get it out there. And then whatever that means, that can mean. And then you can relax. It's like a recipe to not have anxiety, to not have to worry what somebody might know or would think if you do the wrong thing. It's the best feeling in the world to be, well, here I am. I wish Aaron would do that a little bit more, like especially on Twitter. Aaron needs to learn from you, Matt. He's just so... uh... So quiet and secretive. I deleted. I deleted. How many my times Twitter, have you deleted so. and restarted Twitter? Not once. I <laughs> no. Deleted. Not once. No, I've de- like gone on a hiatus before, but I deleted. <laughs> I deleted my Twitter. Now, listen, I deleted my Twitter. Darren Staines is dead. And when I came back, I started a new one, and I'm. I've created a very healthy experience for myself. I've curated it to only be baseball in my feed. Oh, wow. And that is, if I log on Twitter right now, the only thing I see is baseball commentary and news, and, and I've muted words, and I, I'm so much happier. You can mute words? <laughs> yeah, you mute like a word, like a mute Trump. Like You muted Trump? I muted, not him. <laughs> no, the word The word Trump. word Trump is muted. Were there any other, what's some other words you muted? Uh, I can't remember. A few, though, like social justice, maybe, <laughs> or like, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's so much better. Equ- equality. He doesn't want to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> equality, uh, women's rights. Uh, all that sure shit gets you pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, all that shit. 
<laughs> it's funny you're talking about running being a politician. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think my kids could even be politicians because, because of, of me. Because of you. So this is very funny. Magnolia. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Magnolia. Uh, at her, we went to her school award ceremony the other day. Now I don't. I'm kind of with Matt on the school stuff. I really don't believe in it much. Right. But if she is a very good student, she in her entire school won the student of the year award good lord for the for the kindergarten through fourth grade it blew my mind out of I can't all the students out of every them. student yeah she something to show up for good job wow. well i had to leave before they gave it to her <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> he had to smoke a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah i was outside smoking a blunt but uh no she got that award and i was thinking like oh man maybe she has a real chance in this life to be successful yeah. would she want to like would I support my daughter running for president? And then I was like, wait a second. I've written books that have said awful, horrible things right. and tweeted terrible things. My daughter has no chance at public life. So that's good, though. I'm She's happy like, about that. Like there's, there's a time in the future that where she could have to be in front of people going, even though my father said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and when he did this, I rebuked him even when yeah, I was in elementary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I come from, you know, people come from poverty and the overcome, right. the overcome struggle will be, I overcame, this man is my father. That's her story. In fact, I mean, you're setting her up for some really good stuff because you have to have that story that you came from right. just somewhere horrible, horrible, horrible. Like instead of uh, dreams of my father, the, my right. father, the troll. <laughs> If she ends up being a really awesome athlete, ESPN's going to do one of those little specials like right before the game starts. And Magnolia, look where she came from. Father, Aaron Lunsford, and that's going to show a close-up of you. Old <laughs> pictures of Aaron sitting in front of a laptop. <laughs> Fuck that guy, everybody says. Good for Magnolia. Well, so here's what's funny. I, I came with uh, stories because All right. I've learned from Matt Toby and tour managing. Yes. Y'all. I hate it when somebody shows up on your bus to hang out. Oh, and they got right. nothing to talk and about. You got to entertain now, them. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. come so to like, be entertained. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I that has made me a better person. I think wow. now everywhere I go, I, I try to that. I try to be uh, at least bring something to the table. Yeah, you, but I was thinking, you don't re- hang on a second though. Can we stay on that thing? Do you yeah. really think that's a Matt and Toby thing? I mean, is that not? I mean, to me, it just like. I'm not one for manners, but that that's manners. That's just no, man- it is manners. But what I'm saying, you're the only you're some of the only people that I've been around that like you'll give somebody a real cold shoulder if they show up <laughs> and aren't like it'll get awkward real quick on the bus. <laughs> well, what's the other choice? Dance like a puppet for somebody you don't know or like that expects you to do stuff, or kick them off. Yeah, to be like my wife and, and people, not she's not a people pleaser, no, either, but she yeah. would just talk to anybody just because they were there. Right. And well, Aaron, Aaron, I can bring some substance to this because I am the type of people pleasing kind of guy. But being on the road, back to you, Aaron. <laughs> back to you, Aaron. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> bye, Joey. That was great. Wait, Joey's back. Okay. Oh, he's back. We didn't hear you, Joey. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Go. So basically, I am the type that, you know, wants to people please make sure everybody's comfortable and everything. But being on the road for an extended period of time, I get now how exhausting that is. And and I am an introvert, so I tap out quickly. So, I mean, there's I'm sure Matt and Toby and and you too, Aaron, get this all the time. But just a little bit of time I've been involved in Bad Christian. I mean, you actually have people come up and say, hey, I don't really have anything to say, but I just had to say something. I'm sure you get that all the time. Ha ha right. ha ha. And then that's it. Let's well, stand here for and 20 minutes. And then it's your responsibility yep. to carry it because the person's standing right there. And it's just, it's not fair. <laughs> it's really not good. If I ever saw somebody I really admired, you know, Seinfeld or Chipper Jones, yeah. I don't even think I'd want to talk. There's no point. Give a wave like a, hey, Jerry, you know, right. and then move on. And yep. I think he would love that and think that was fine or Chipper or whatever. But, uh yeah i'm dreading we're going on tour and we have uh, like every city somebody wants to buy me around (laughs) (laughs) and and, people always want to buy you a beer it sounds like that would be good though people don't understand why wouldn't that be good you go to a new place there's somebody there somebody's buying you a beer that's the whole point like that's the greatest that sounds like the greatest right yeah i mean it's only good i only like it if i am out at a bar and they stumble upon me at the bar and i am paying for drinks but not like I'm going to take time out of, like, we have the free beer that right. the venue gave us a catering budget or whatever and sit in the green room. I mean, it's well, just really. Well, people don't understand that you have to be on during that. Even if even if they don't think so, they, they just think 
hey, I've heard you on a podcast or I loved your band. It'd be really cool to have a beer with you, which I understand that thought process. But for my process, when we're on the road, it almost feels like the entire thing is work. Even if I'm driving, having fun or whatever, I'm still at work and it feels like I have to be kind of on no matter what. And so to not only be at the show, to do the VIP, after the show, say, hey, all this stuff, and then to go an extra mile or you know walk down the street and go talk to people. Uh-huh. I don't need that. It almost feels like they just want to be... We were talking about this on another episode. It almost feels like that's not even me that they're hanging out with. Like I don't, right. I don't get to be just Toby. It's Toby from Emory or Toby from Bad Christian. It's this other, you know, a little bit something extra that I have to be on. Because if I just sat there and didn't talk and let them actually talk, it would be really quiet. Oh yeah, and uncomfortable. But and if, it wouldn't be fun for anybody. If you went with your friend, if me and you go to a bar after this, and there's ten minutes go by that none of we don't talk or say anything, right? You're not going to feel uncomfortable at all. Like we're on our phones or whatever. But if there's a fan there and you're on your phone, you look like a fucking dick, right? right. Oh, like you totally. really do. And maybe it it might that might be even kind of rude. But there, there's so much rudeness going everywhere now oh, they're being totally. rude by not having anything to talk about and now you're being rude it happened to me and uh, matt goldman uh he was on tour with us as our sound guy and yep. in dallas we went to get pizza and it was so great i i was getting to sit down with matt who i admire as a producer and he's funny and a good conversationalist I'm like, this is gonna be great i'm gonna sit down and talk to matt immediately fan walks up hands me a beer and i'm like <laughs> fuck 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 <laughs> so now yeah. I, it was a tall boy i was like i have this long yeah i owe this uh, person now that much time of 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 that and the next 70 seconds were really boring oh that- yeah and he was uh, well, i don't remember i hope he doesn't listen but uh thank you for the beer i guess but it was a budweiser 250 right or whatever like i don't yeah. it's not worth it it's not worth it for them or me all right let's talk about sleep for a second. Now, have you ever heard of Harvard? Have you ever heard of Johns Hopkins? You know these institutions? They're they're big time. And I'm not really, you know, maybe the biggest person in the world on book learning. But if they put out a good study and there's some interest and information from it, those are some good people to listen to, especially on medical type stuff. And they've got studies saying that chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. So it's not that we're just talking about sleep. We're talking about health, really, uh, when, uh, when you think about it, when you talk about sleep. So we're supposed to get eight hours of sleep, and one of the biggest problems for sleep is temperature. So it's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or too cold. So we're here to tell you about The Pod by Eight Sleep. Terrific company. The Pod by Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. And that's not that crazy of a thing. It's, it's crazy that our sleep technologies remained mostly the same for a long time. So a high-tech bed for something so important seems kind of obvious. And the pod by 8sleep is all over. Again, it's high-tech bed to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature control, and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and your recovery. So it learns your sleep habits and it adjusts the temperature automatically for you. That means if you like your bed cool, but your partner likes it warm, you can have both, no problem. It's a crazy comfortable bed. You can sleep longer and deeper. So you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. So you can try the thing for 100 nights. If you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase and they'll arrange for a free pickup. They already sold out of the first two batches, so they're going fast. And for a limited time, get $150 off your purchase. So if you're in the market for a new bed, you've been thinking about getting one, you got to go to 8sleep.com slash badchristian, E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash badchristian. I mean, have you guys ever been so tapped out that you've just been like, you know what, screw it's not, it. I'm it's gonna- not tapped out, though. It's not tapped out. So, so, so Aaron's on the right track. If you think, if you met Larry David, okay, what meaningful convo do you think you're going to have with 20 minutes with Larry David that is, and this to me, this is really important. There's a difference. Podcasting really typifies this really well, and podcasting has shifted a lot. It used to be you would have a conversation with people, and then it'd be interesting, and eventually it became, uh, you know, more of a press opportunity for people, and something is lost once that occurs. So, for instance, right now we're having a conversation. A lot of times on the podcast, it is not a conversation; it is a press opportunity slash interview slash other thing that is going on, other than the real thing and that's what it feels it's not a real interchange is the problem it's not that i'm tired or don't want to talk or or have a good conversation in your opinion can you have both 
What I'm saying is if you have no shared context or equal respect or equal footing or exchange of information that is mute, like, I guess you could use an analogy, market driven. It's artificial. It's not, there's, it's an artificial situation that cannot be real. And therefore it will not be satisfying to either party. It's a it's a commodity. It's two fifty for this beer, but then I get to say I was with you. But the the conversation is not likely to be meaningful unless it is for a reason. I've had a billion meaningful interchanges with fans, mm, but it's yeah. not necessarily on demand. Like I have tons yeah. of interchanges with people that can be good. I'll talk to one about, you know, if we get if I meet somebody and we talk about a thing and we're talking, it's just the appropriate thing. It's great. There's nothing wrong. I love talking to somebody about a guitar pedal if I'm sound checking and they're there and it's comfortable. But the one where it's like, okay, it's my time to get to talk to again i'll just say larry david i don't want to sit down with larry david and have a beer that's a mistake i should not ever take that opportunity i I think i should because it seems like a good opportunity but what really is it it's not really real it just isn't really real the best interchange i had i don't know if i told uh, aaron if i told you this or if you were there but when I saw the girl from Broad City in New York, who was with me, Toby, or was it you? It was you, me. Aaron? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm- it was the best. It was like the it was the best best interchange I've ever had because Broad City is my favorite TV show, and I just love it. I love the show. Um, and I was I got out of the subway in Brooklyn. No, we were in Brooklyn. I got out of the subway in Manhattan on Broadway, and I saw some right the second I got up out there, and my eyes were adjusting. I see somebody walking toward me, and it was Alana from the show and I was like that looks like Alana and it got up closer and it was and she was on the phone and I'm just standing there on the street all looking goofy and she sees me looking or I was on the phone is what it was uh yeah I was on the phone talking to Bridget or something and I just saw her I was like I think that's it and I I stopped and I slowed down and I looked and she saw me look at her and she was wearing sunglasses and it was just like she she recognized me recognized her and I nodded and smiled and she gave me this really really cool smile like Thank you for not bothering me. Right. And I feel that she might would remember that if you asked her. And that's, yeah, that's, maybe. that's better. I didn't want to, I mean, that's just better. Uh, it made me feel so great. Like, yes, I know, you know, really good. Thumbs up. That's the, about the appropriate amount of interchange there. That's appropriate. Well, the, well, it goes back to the same thing. When you when somebody buys you a beer, this, this is what ends up happening. What they want is, a, is, like you said, they want to be able to say they hung out with you or whatever, right? What that actually means is, oh my gosh, that guy was funny and entertaining. He, he like you, you have to, or the other thing is, oh, they were kind of shitty, man. I bought him a beer and he didn't hardly talk to me or uh, just whatever. They were kind of boring. You know, I bought, a, I, I bought him a beer and we kind of hung out for a minute. And is it like you, you almost are in a lose, lose unless you entertain and be yeah. funny, Toby unless from the podcast, funny Toby or lead singer and talk about music that meant everything to you when you were 25 or what, you know, like I, I just, all I want to do is actually just have a beer and shoot the shit and not be on at all. Like if something funny happens naturally, great, or something fun or a good story naturally, and that you're right, that does happen sometimes for sure. Like the greatest experience I've had, and this is this, it wasn't only because what they did, but maybe that had a huge saying. We were on tour. This was a couple of tours back now, I guess. You remember we? Uh, I won't even say where we were because I don't want to get in trouble. These two guys walk on the bus after just walk like they knock and walk on the bus uh, after the show. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Just two fans are knocking. And they go, hey, listen, we really love you knocking guys. Knocking on the bus is typically. Yeah, no, no. Typically, oh, yeah, yeah. typically. Hey, can we get a pick or can we do something? They didn't even say anything. They say, hey, listen, we just want to say we love the show. We love we love your all your vans. Thank you so much. And here's some stuff we wanted to give you. And then they proceeded to set down this giant bag. I mean, a massive bag. And then two 24 cases of beer, some liquor, and maybe some chips and stuff. And they, and they were like, hey, we just want to say thank you so much. And they turned to walk away. And I was like, oh, well. Well, hey, th- thank you guys. You know, they're like, I said, y'all can hang out and say, and they said, nah, we'll get out of here, but we just want to tell you, and they left. And then we open up the bag, and it's the most marijuana products I've ever seen in the history of my life. It was unbelievable. I've never seen that many marijuana products in a bag, and they didn't even say anything, and they just left, and they were like, nah, this is y'all's bus. I, we just, I, you know, I, we just I, wanted to do I, this I, for you, and I was like, oh my gosh. I, 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 we, I actually, after that, I think we walked around the parking lot for a minute to see if they were still there. Like, hey, y'all come hang out. I mean, good <laughs> Lord. You left that. I mean, it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Not that just that they brought stuff or that they just left, but it, they were not, they literally were saying, Thank you. This is what you mean to me. I'm out. And I was like, oh, gosh, that it, it's never been better than that, I don't think. They're heroes. I don't even know their names. You don't, well, they're you probably in jail. I, where do you get that much? <laughs> one, of those, uh, one of those guys actually had an in with conversation, but he, he said it and he left it as that. I don't know if you remember, but one of them said, hey, by the way, my parent, he was talking to me, he said, by the way, my parents are really good friends with your aunt and uncle. I was like, who are your parents? He said his parents. I was like, oh, my gosh, I totally know who they are. He's out. 
I mean, that, he just wanted to say it, leave his stuff, and get that out just of there. Felt, yeah, that just felt like a respect of your time. And and once again, people hear this and go, oh, well, I can never talk to him or anything. It's not that. I just don't want to have to be on. And and even if you go, hey, you don't have to be on with me, man. Let's just drink a beer and see yourself. Yeah, that's, no, that's not I have to be. It just That's just the nature of this beast. I mean, there's Yeah, I just no want to buy you a beer and sit down, and you sit down, and they're like, I just wanted to buy you a beer. And like, so what's the, like your favorite record you played on? Like, <laughs> that's what you want to. Th- I mean, you got this opportunity. You, right. But what would be? What could you do? It's not their fault. I don't. Though, in that no, it's, it's I don't, I don't know. Right some people, some people get it right. Some people they yeah. sit down and just are cool. So, but maybe yeah. it depends on my mood too. Uh, I will. I do have a funny story about being with somebody who got recognized recently. Somebody oh. from the BC podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, not who you would think though. <laughs> so. <laughs> Do tell. In East Nashville, uh, yeah. went to the coffee shop, very, very hip coffee shop, yep. with our friend Reva. Okay. And we were, here, here's what was happening. She was helping me with uh, a job I was doing. I needed a lapel mic for audio. Right. And so she's like, I'll come hang out and help you. And I was like, I don't, you know, I'll buy you coffee before we sure. go over there. So I'm going to buy Reva coffee. So we get in line. And we're ordering, and the girl working at the hip coffee shop goes, this is a weird question, but are you Reva? <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and Reva is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And she's like, oh. Uh, and then yes. she was a BC clubber is oh, what it was. Oh, I see. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the barista girl. And, uh, or it's woman. Rachel McKnight. Shout outs to Rachel. And her oh, okay. There Shane. you go. All right. So she was a BC clubber. I'm like, wow, this is cool. Uh, then I, then I was like, kind of offended. Like, well, you don't know who I am? Like, you like the BC pod? <laughs> like, whatever. But, uh, I think she's going to remember who I am because I went to pay for Reva's coffee and my card got declined. Oh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> so now, Reva has to buy my coffee <laughs> because, and the, I mean, the story behind the cart, we have two bank accounts and we keep most of our money in one. Right. And I keep a little walking around money mm-hmm. in this other one. And our, we had a bill come out that I didn't know. Right. Whatever. But Aaron Lumpford. And, I mean, and you're extremely poor. <laughs> yes. That too. Very poor. <laughs> and the extreme no, no, poverty no. thing. <laughs> there was like $3 in that account. I was trying to buy like $15 worth of coffee. But so now Aaron Lunsford from As Cities Burn and Asshole from the BC Pod got his card declined and Reva had to pay for it. And she was there working for Aaron that day. And I'm just like, I just don't want this to end up in the BC club, like on the page. It's just going to be such an opportunity. But now I'm telling everybody about it. But it was very, it was really funny. It couldn't have gone any better in that moment. Reva getting recognized and then having to buy my coffee. Reva has the best opportunity to be the most liked uh, on the podcast, right? Just because, you know, you know what I mean? Like she just. I don't give them, I don't give an, I don't give people an opportunity to dislike me. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I mean, and- <laughs> people can find reasons to dislike anybody. I assure you of that. There's got to be people that. Yeah, people don't like Reva because she's too guarded. They'll find something. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> That's I got cool. Mad That's- at, no, I got mad at Reva for being skinny. She ordered a. <laughs> sugar drink at the coffee shop and i was like fuck you i got like a decaf cold brew all right folks uh y'all know it some people on this uh podcast are follically challenged and i'm even a little nervous that i am my hairline seems to be headed the wrong direction (laughs) and i'm not the only one 60 66 percent of men start to lose their hair by age 35 and that's why we are working with hymns Because if you started noticing that thinning hair, it could already be too late. And, you know, just like I said, mine's moving slowly backwards. Do you want a bald spot at the pop-up, you know, somewhere on your Just don't. Go to 4hymns.com. It's the one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Now, there are no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements, uh, prescriptions that are backed by science. That's what hymns is all about. Um, this, it's none of this, Hey, uh, this is the most miracle drug. No, they're, they're giving you the stuff that is backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits for hymns connects you with real doctors online, which could save you hours and hours, completely confidential and discreet answer. A few quick questions. A doctor will review. And, uh, if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe your medication and treat your hair loss. And it's shipped directly to your door. 
Get the hair loss treatment everyone's talking about featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, Playboy, and that's just to name a few. So order right now, and our listeners can get started with the Hems Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today, right now. Seriously, while supplies last, so hurry up. And it's subject to your doctor's approval, of course. Uh, and see the website for full details, safety information, all this stuff. But this could cost hundreds of dollars if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash badchristian. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash badchristian. 4 slash badchristian. I, I wrote a question down for Reva for a, a daily dose, but I want to ask now because I'm curious what all three of you guys can Reva hear us. She can't hear. She, I, she said I think her microphone's I can hear, broken. Okay, I hear you now. I couldn't hear it when Matt was talking and then Aaron was talking, but I heard you, Joey. All right, so this is coming from a, a Southern boy evangelical who was taught to half hug women, and I'm still trying to work out of that half hug thing. So that's just what's my the context. how hard is it to not do that? Oh, it's like it's what's just, like how, what's your progress so far? You got to a three quarter hug. Oh, you got to force yourself so to do a front, frontal genital touch <laughs> it's okay hug. To half no. hug people. No, there's there's comfort levels I have like like the. the People that I really consider friends, I just I just go for it now. But there's still a part of me that's like, oh, I get, is that wrong? I mean, seriously, I just yeah, he's been uh, able to pull off five so eights a time in. or two. It's just like how it took legalism such a long time to completely get out of me. I don't feel like this is legalistic as much as it's just a physical habit of how I hug women. And yes, I'm working out of it, but usually it's with people that I know really well. But no, I. I've found myself in a few a few times, and it really got me thinking. Reva, is it uncomfortable? going up the stairs and knowing that there's a male going up the stairs right behind you. Like, are you conscientious? <laughs> it's because, because here's what, a, what a question. Like, just let, sorry, just let it go. This is, good. this is wonderful. <laughs> this just is, let I mean, it go. You can't, this is real people. You're getting to yeah. hear this in real this time. I, none of this Wait. is planned. <laughs> Pastor Joey Spenson thought of, has thought about this for a while. And now <laughs> finally, gets he finally is close enough to a, 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 a chick that he can <laughs> yeah. actually ask what he's always wanted to know. I, I, I I just don't care about the flack. It doesn't matter to me. I, I thought it was about to be about hugging. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Just let him finish. I'm interested to hear more. Joey, here, please continue unfiltered. All right, because here's the thing is I, I I have a lot of friends, a lot of women friends. And yes, I know, you do. I know how. Tons. <laughs> I know Even some black many. people too, right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows he has friends who are minorities. LGBTQ. All that stuff. No, but seriously, like I know how a lot of women are, unfortunately, <laughs> about body image and stuff and conscientious and all that sort of thing. And so basically if if you are following someone and and they're going up the stairs and it could even be somebody that you know but there's not enough room to go side by side your face is like yeah. right at their butt and Dude, so it has nothing to do with with someone being just, self-conscious of their body image that's like don't be a creeper <laughs> but what i'm what i'm saying though is even if it's somebody that you know i i feel like i Joey's right behind I you staring behind, at that ass or i or i make really clear that I'm not paying attention, but it is an awkward moment for me because I don't want the woman to feel uncomfortable. So you are saying that that Just, could be uncomfortable. Yeah, that can be uncomfortable, but How give them some space, some space don't and don't look at them. Like, <laughs> I, I know this sounds funny, but I'm I I try to avoid all situations like just anything like that. I that if if I was in that situation, literally, I think I have been for I act like my shoes untied, and I'd stop and let the, the lady walk on in front of me. Anything like I just don't want anything like I just I'd rather avoid anything. Not that anything was even going to happen, but just in case there was any kind of uncomfortableness. But to get just this question is just so. Amazing I mean, to me. I, I'll tell you that. So the situation today is I volunteered in my daughter's school for like standardized testing for a bit. Just sit out in the hall, yep. make sure kids go to the bathroom and come right back. So when I first got there, there was another woman, uh, probably five or six years older than me or so. And so uh, we were led to where we needed to be in place. I don't know her. We're going to the same place. She went before me. And here I am supposed to go right up the stairs with everybody. And I'm like, I don't know this person. And I don't think they want my head following their butt it's like a really it's just, it's just I, 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 I don't know that i even hardly follow but i swear this has never 
crossed my mind. <laughs> ever. A Seinfeld conversation then. No, I know, yeah, no, no, I'm just saying I just it would never cross my mind if somebody walked in front of me that I shouldn't be behind them because my head would be at the latitude of their ass. Yeah. But I mean, that but that's a that's that, that is totally Matt Carter too though. You don't you're not aware of any of that anyway. Like you what you wouldn't be. Well, yeah. I'll I'll validate Joey's question here and say, yes, that can be uncomfortable. Ass head latitude alignment is a common problem. <laughs> Thank Depending you. Depending on who's behind you, it can I, be I'm saying even, I'm not even talking about just a, a female or a lady, a, a, a male, anybody. Like if if I am keenly aware of my surroundings, I just am. I'm a, I observe, and I there I do understand what Joey's saying. Now, it's hilarious that he's saying it, and that it, it, today it happened to him. And he had to realize <laughs> what do I look at, where do I go, what's my speed, all those things. But I mean that Matt, that's just something you wouldn't even notice no matter what. Anyway, well, it's not like it's so something, what. What? How's it? Who have I hurt? And how Nobody. has it hurt me? Nobody. But that, even, that, I'm it just matter? saying that's just a Matt Carter thing. What you're saying doesn't uh, doesn't translate to everybody at all. Like it, you just what you wouldn't notice that no matter what. And so much so you wouldn't notice it that people would be uncomfortable around you. How close your your head was to their butt because you wouldn't <laughs> be aware of it at all. So I pull it off. Well, <laughs> I've okay, seen tons of people completely to validate Matt. <laughs> The the more someone's conscious of it, the more creepy it is. So yeah. like oh, someone yes. being totally oblivious to it, that's not creepy at all. Like if if now is just totally oblivious and walking close, it wouldn't it be anything? But if someone was like self conscious of like, okay, is this space Keeping an okay? Arm up. Is it okay? Okay, <laughs> right. don't look up. Nope, don't look up. Nope, don't look up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what that's I'm saying. Comfortable. <laughs> this makes me think the escalators in the Atlanta airport are it's just one big potential ass-eating, <laughs> dick-sucking orgy. That can't be a, a real thing to worry about. <laughs> I mean, hey, I people. give girls hugs, you know, full frontal, where they smash their <laughs> boobs right into my chest. Oh, yeah, it's man. awesome. That's what, if that's why they want to hug, that's fine. I mean, okay, well, no, I so let, let, me, let me put it this way then. <laughs> All right, so Matt, let's just say you, uh, or I, I don't know what example I want to use. Uh, so let's say let's say you and Reva are both in Seattle. You totally, while she is um, doing some recording and she's standing there, you're totally not going to get on your knees and put your face <laughs> a couple of feet from her butt. She, uh, she would turn around and she would be like, uh, what the hell what? are you doing? What is going so on? What? Busted, you... Matt Carter. Busted. So I'm just so <laughs> I didn't think burned. of it that way. You just got I burned. Right. I can't what? believe you've never done that. I'm <laughs> just saying I mean, that's what's happening. I've seen happening. Matt do that two it's or three times completely oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I never saw it so clearly before. <laughs> Well, Lee, this oh boy, I got some big changes to me. Spence is worth every penny. I don't care what any motherfucker in this world says. Spence is worth every penny. He needs a raise. Holy it's unbelievable. <laughs> Matt, just, Matt just said he's never seen it this clearly. Before. I, I just, I, I've been living in some crazy. <laughs> You've been living a lot for so dude. long. Good lord, man. No wonder my life's falling privilege, apart, Matt. I know. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Fisher, a single from the new record by the guys in O Sleeper. Yes, sir. I like those guys. The new record's called Decimation and Burial. It's coming out July the 12th. Now, this is the first full-length record uh, from O Sleeper since 2011 and their first release of any kind in six years. And what a comeback record this is. So pre-order bundles are available at osleeper.merchnow.com with lots of vinyl options. Also, the band, the band will be touring throughout July and August, so head on over to their Bands in Town pages to see if they'll be in your town. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to follow the band's pages on Spotify and Apple Music. You don't want to miss any of the new music that comes out from these guys. Uh, Set up your alerts so you are the first one to hear it. Uh, So Decimation and Burial, the new album available July the 12th by O Sleeper. Go listen to Fisher right now. Now, what would Louis C.K. do in that situation? Oh, <laughs> oh you saw Louis C.K. Oh, I sure did. Tell me about it. I, I could tell you all about it. Was it just call- a bunch I- of white power people there? <laughs> yeah. <what>? I, I <laughs> called Toby the next day because it actually made me think a lot of things about society and where we're headed, seeing Louis C.K. First of all, it was not just all white dudes. It was half women, for sure. My wife bought The bad kind, though. Yeah, the, the bad, bad kind of women, yeah. My wife bought our tickets. She got the email. She's like, oh, Louie's going to be here in two days. We got to go. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, of She's course we got to go. She's part of the problem. Yeah. Part of, part of the, how dare she? Uh, but we went, and it was you know sold out like three nights in a row, yeah. two shows a night. And the crowd was just, I was like, it's just like a normal crowd. I saw other comedians that yeah. I know from Nashville there that I might wonder if they would be okay with it like yeah. and they obviously were i saw them there laughing yeah but he got like a standing ovation and That's crazy like in and out like and he killed the waiters and waitresses were laughing and stuff like right. i was just like nobody gives a fuck and specifically to his situation well i don't know what kind of statement i'm ready to make on it i've listened to a lot of people talk about it and talk right. about what happened and uh, like comedians, and it doesn't speak well, I guess, for me to say on Joe Rogan, where he's talking to dudes about it. Right. People say, oh, a bunch of dudes, something, it's a big deal. But I've heard the way they've talked about it in the history and everything, and I'm pretty much landed on, I don't think it's that big of a deal what happened. So, and I'm not saying it wasn't a big deal for those ladies, but I think probably it's just not a big deal. And it's really kind of just, <laughs> it, it went off the rails pretty bad. Yeah. And in the real world, in that moment, nobody gave a fuck about it. And most people don't. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I think that's something that you said that I think might be true. Like, it seems so, like, th- seem, things seem uh, violently horrific online sometimes. Right. And then, so here's what I would say. I, I think he even admits, and I believe those ladies, I think he did some fucked up shit, right? Now, there also has been, in a way, some punishment. Like, his career took a hit. His money took a hit. Oh, yeah. he, he, you know, he lost some things or whatever. But I do wonder, like, it, once again, now we're at this point of, do we allow redemption? Do we take? I mean, obviously, the guy's supremely talented. I mean, he has unbelievable oh. skills, the same way as other entertainers or even uh, sports people or whatever. Like, uh, you know, I, I think that you got to give people a second chance. And what I think you do got to get a little bit of a read of. Hold on. We think what this guy maybe did was fucked up, but we're here to give him a second chance or we're, you know, or whatever. Like, like you said, I guess if you wouldn't have known what went down, you just thought it was a regular Louis CK show. Right. Right. You would have just been surprised. He was playing, you know, at Zany's instead of a massive arena yeah. or something like yeah. that. Well, he, somebody sure. would have caught you off guard. He, ad- he, and he addressed every, I won't go into the bits cause I don't want to ruin them. Right. Like for You're respectful. He, I respect the, the bits, craft. but he did. I mean, he addressed it yeah. in a way where I think by the time he's done, He's working out the new. That's the other thing I hate when people that leaked audio set and people Judd Apatow yeah, yeah, was yeah. Uh, criticizing it and so, uh, so like professionally dishonest about what that leaked set was. Right. That it was offensive and how could he say these things and why you know they're jokes. It, like right. in that moment, it means nothing. Once once you walk out of that club, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Like he he had horrific jokes that he said in in that club that if you just walked up to somebody in Kroger and said today it, w- it would be offensive but people are just so stupid it's just really dumb <laughs> it, i can't believe i people writing about it after the people writing an article on the show reviewing the show and talking about what was offensive what was, no the whole room was dying laughing right he was killing nobody cares about your article reviewing the show 
So y'all are getting at an interesting topic, though. I would like to make peel it a little more complex than that. So on one hand, it is a smaller audience, right? So right. that is the most core supporters. And to Toby's point of getting a second chance, I don't necessarily get the sense that those are the people giving him a second chance right. that right. were previously offended either. Right. True. No, so it's really not. more of just narrowing down to the people that are supporting him. And honestly, it could be a little bit, it could be seen a little bit more as those are the people that are there to support him because fuck you to the other people. Maybe. So I mean, it's not necessarily second chance, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not weighing in on that. I'm just saying that's yeah. a little bit more complicated. But the point it brings up to me where you might find Bad Christian Podcast hypocritical would be this. When we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, comedians yeah. or people online getting redemption and having a comeback and all that right. stuff, it seems very reasonable. Like how the outrage machine, blah, 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 blah. Except for we are very... Very commonly known to say, pastors don't come back. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> well, we don't but, really have. We don't say redemption for pastors. We're pretty big on no. Yeah. You're out of here. Just get out of here. But you're selling two pastors. different things so, there. There's a difference between yeah, selling jokes for entertainment and selling eternity. True. True. Way, but I mean, and, just and, think and about that for a second. Saying, we say pastors you're, you're don't not, come back. Louis, come on. Yeah. I don't, uh, Joey, go ahead. I think it's it's entertainment versus someone saying model after me. I mean, if someone says model after me, give money towards what we're doing, but then they apparently can't even like stay faithful to their spouse or keep their hands off of money that doesn't belong to them. To me, yeah. that's a totally different thing than a comedian saying something that maybe they wish they could take back. Well, I actually, what what's the story behind? I I knew Louis C.K. was a part of the gigantic group of people that got in trouble in the last three years. But what what a what so happened? he definitely so he definitely did use his fame his it, maybe we can even say power. I don't even know if I agree with that, but go ahead. He I know he was saying. put in a position where he was like jacking off in front. of He would say, "I think he would ask." He would can say, I masturbate "Can I, can in front I masturbate of you? in front of you?" And then would masturbate in front of women, right? And so, uh, obviously, th the women that came out talking about this said that that he ab abused them, and that they, you know, they felt like a power dynamic, and that he was. As in, they couldn't say no. They couldn't say no because maybe you know? he could put them in a, a job or something like that. Yeah. And so, I do even that's what I'm saying. I believe this happened. Now, I do believe there's some more nuance to it, and I and if you probably listen to his set, you're going to hear some of that nuance in his take. It's a little bit of his side of the story, which is you should hear that side of the story too. Believe women for sure when they're telling the truth, <laughs> and also <laughs> believe, believe men when when they're telling the truth. And and that's the hard part of figuring out what that is. But I in this situation, I do believe like uh, the main lady uh, Jess and I have watched her show. What's it called? Uh, you know, she has is Tia. Is that her name? Uh, wasn't she? She was one of the women that spoke out. I don't know if he actually did this to her. Tig. Tig. I don't think he did it to her. He didn't do it to her, but she spoke out about it. She ha she has a show that Jess and I watch, and these ladies are funny, great comedians, and all that stuff. And it is interesting. Like uh, Louis C.K. is doing this. You don't hear about it on the other side. There was this lady, you know, masturbating in front of these men, and they felt un uncomfortable. Like right. I think there is something about the man doing this towards a woman and why is he doing it and what does this mean and why, what does it even mean to try and get people to watch you as you jack off I, I, he's, per, he's he, a pervert he's a pervert or he's done some fucked up shit yes I'm saying all this to be is real and I want to listen and uh, to the women that are speaking out about this I want this but my other point here is Pastor Matt what you're saying is that that's supposedly a calling from God and if we're to believe that then we should there's parts of the Bible that say you can be disqualified from yeah, even sure. being in those positions. I mean, and it, a comedian might can come back and say they did some fucked up shit. For example, like the guy, uh, uh, the wide receiver on Kansas City, uh, who's now, uh, uh, I guess, um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to be brought back, but he had a early on situation of uh, domestic abuse. He uh, he got out of that. I, I forget exactly all what happened, but then he became a phenomenal player for Kansas City. And now there's, you know, the, the alleged stories he possibly might have even broken his kid's arm and was threatening his spouse. Uh, it was either his girlfriend or his wife with all this stuff. And now, you know, he, his career might be done. He got a second chance, and he, and he once again proved that he's a bad person. That's where it gets really crazy because should that guy have gotten a second chance to hurt his kid or to do some bad stuff? In this instance, we're talking about a situation that hasn't been clearly said. Like, why weren't 
charges brought against well, Louis? Why, why wasn't I, he sued? I don't. Why even he, think I would like he, some of that stuff. I don't to think he was even stuff. mega famous when he did it. Is the part of the other thing? Oh, I think it, this it was a thing from a long time ago before any of us even knew who he was. And I want to say it's something that he didn't hadn't done recently. Like it was an old kink or something. I I could be wrong, but you look it up. I'm pretty sure it's a thing he used to do back in the day yeah. before he was Louie. Well, that's a, I mean, that almost makes it worse. Like that's the thing. Like if somebody did something like that uh, to me or to my a family member, the the best possible thing is to say it immediately and get this out there so that this can be nope. corrected. But no, nah, that's the right? problem. Nobody, but, there's tons nobody, of people that like do inappropriate sexual things all the time, and you can say anything you want. You can say, "Hey, everybody, check it out." I was in a sexual situation with so-and-so, and they did something I didn't like, and nobody will ever care or listen to you at all. Every douchebag dude in the world is doing bad stuff yeah. sexually all the time. So how do you, how do you no combat bad, it? Nothing bad saying. happens. But it definitely doesn't help to wait five years. Does it? Well, it like, doesn't it, help to say now is what they would say. Like, yeah. they, they could, what are they supposed to do? So how do you combat That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to figure out. How do you combat it? Like, okay. Is Louis C.K. a piece of shit and shouldn't be allowed back on stage? Are the people that paid money to go see him, are they fucking pieces of shit, too? Is everybody <laughs> I mean, I'm like, not I mean, saying that's that. What I'm, saying. I'm that, not saying that. I'm question. just saying you can't. There's nothing to, uh, for, for most people in most situations. But are people right that Louis C.K. shouldn't get a second chance? Like, no, why don't we know that? Either. They might be right, right? Like, either he deserves a second chance or he doesn't. But I'm saying what we're talking about here just feels yeah. arbitrary. There's no way. You can't even talk about it now. You can't talk about it later. Uh, the people that even support him are bad or they're not bad or what? Like... I don't, there's no like actual, no, why isn't it more clear? Like, it's not more clear well, because whose job is it to make it clear? Specific instance. How would you want they, it to be clear? What do you report? Like, you say a guy asked if he could jack off and I said yes. Right. Right. No, yeah. That's not even, but that's what I'm saying. So, anything. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is but that, it can be something. It could be really bad to do that. Like, right? it could be like, you know, like it could, that could be really horrific and abusive. And there's plenty of situations where people can do something to you where you say yes, but I, you do not want to say yes. I understand that, but I, that's what, what, what is, I, I agree. Louis, I, I'm just saying there's no, it's not like you can figure it out. Like, that's right. just the way, this is just the ambiguity of life. But I'm just saying, so if, if Jess and I went to the show and Jess went to the bathroom, she accidentally w took in the wrong door and went to the green room and Louis sitting there, he's like, hey, lady, how's it going? Uh, you mind if I jack off in front of you? And he started jacking off in front of my wife, I would do something about it. I don't think I would right. wait. Nope. I would. I'd oh. want to see what Jess would want to do. I'd want to guard her. Right. Her but if she'd been drinking with him all night, then what? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. What, what it's I'm still saying, not okay. No, I. But uh, whatever the reason, yes. If she's been drinking with him and he did that, if it, if it was just a fun, whatever, whatever that situation is, is still avoiding the point of it. Is it wrong or it isn't wrong? And, I don't and, think there's a good answer to that. I question. don't know. Where you try? Who do you think is so the then person? There's that's never. Give I mean, the there's, ne there's no that. way to ever stop this or fix it or make things better. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, I mean, give them a hopeless then. I don't know. Be, but I'm saying, what would be a possible solution? Can you name one? Like, we make a law that says this, or consent is extracted from the brain. I mean, like, what what would be an what would be an acceptable solution to anybody? How I, what could be one? I think more. Yeah, immediate, it's interesting. It's interesting because there's just there's so much on on both sides of the coin. I mean, obviously, there there could be some people that they just are flat out shocked, intimidated, and they're like, "Where did that come from?" And I mean, it's it's. I think it's easy to be outside of the situation, and be like, "Well, just say no," but you just don't you don't know all the circumstances. But I I did want to ask Reva what she thought about. Toby, uh, because Toby said, believe women uh, when they're the telling truth. the truth. <laughs> but that was a poor like, way of saying that. I, no, no, no. I know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think he meant it. How it no, came no, across. exactly. I'm, I'm just, I'm I, just, I, saying, I just, I'm just saying, believe women. But but if you believe every woman across the board, then obviously percentage wise, some aren't telling the truth. Women don't believe women. You know what I mean? Like, so all, all <laughs> well, I'm saying, I, I said, women. I, I said it poorly, but I'm saying I do what what I don't want to do is immediately say, oh, it's the the what the the more clear way of saying that is people don't believe because they are women. That's what's fucked up. Like because a woman's saying this, ah, you know, she didn't understand. It's a boys being boys, whatever. That shit's fucked up. Uh, I'm saying believe, give women yeah. a chance to say what they are saying for sure, and then there should be facts, or there should be some evidence, or some some uh, real uh, feelings and emotions, and and all, some stuff there for sure. And also, in, even in this instance, you know, Louis C.K. said these stories are true. No, they are true. Yeah, yeah. He's not saying they're not yeah. true. Right, right, He's right. saying, I used to ask people, can I jerk off in front of you? And then if they said yes. 
you're going to love the bit he did about it. It's so good. But they said yes, and he would do it. Now, maybe he's an idiot and doesn't know how to read the signals or something. He says but if they said just, no, he just didn't. You're yeah, right. But they, but they would say. I that, don't think but, anybody has come out and said They would say he, they felt pressured into saying right. yes. Well, I mean, it was yeah, uncomfortable. Even, even at the time, they probably thought, like, they probably didn't think that it was as fucked up as it was at the time, you know? But he like obviously, it had also happened. Yeah. Drinking, all that kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, this is going to be fun. We're going to do this thing. And then he's like, well, that's kind of weird, but like, okay. And then later, they're like, man, that was really fucked up. Yeah, but that setting, like, a comedy club with with comedians and everybody, like, there's sex going on and it's dirty and, like, like, uh, Sarah Silverman has talked about how he would do it in front of her. Like, and she'd laugh. Like, she thought it was hilarious. Now, every situation was different. What I'm saying, he obviously did it a bunch of times, and a lot of times people didn't not like it or didn't later say they didn't like it. They either thought it was funny or maybe they thought it was kinky and cool. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Louie jerked off yep. in front of me. I, mean, I don't, you don't know. But it is more complicated than that. So, for instance, uh, Preachers with Sneakers, he, as Toby points out, that guy, what he respects about it is that guy simply put out the information of what happened and what is. It's a, this guy's here. Here's the price tag. And sure. then he just set it up there. And then everybody can take from it what they want. In this situation, the women that came forward about this are just saying what happened. They're not the ones out there trying to, like, they don't do anything. They just told the truth. Yeah, they just that's said, true. This happened. Well, this they happened said to that me. He... This is the way I felt. And then everybody else did the rest. Yeah. Same as Preachers of a Sneaker. So, that's not crazy for somebody to come for. I mean, come. For, it's not. It's not, not. None of these things are as official as they seem. It I sounds know. like they came forward. They went to the judge. They went to. The, no, they just said it. And I know, but doesn't that feel like about it? And then stuff happened because well, of it. it's doesn't that almost feel like we revenge have, porn? We have a culture where it's like open sex, open marriage, open everything, and so part of me wants to say he asked. Like, is isn't that what you're supposed to do? Is see if it's consensual? But my big question is. If it came out of nowhere, like like I would imagine that there'd probably be situations where that kind of seems fitting. I know that sounds crazy, but if you're flirting, if you're saying sexual stuff, if if mm-hmm. you, I could see it being a little more legitimate than oh, you happen to be in a green room with someone that you just met and then you ask. I would say the latter. That's that seems like a violation. Yeah, Definitely. well, let's so, let's move a little bit from this, but the whole area is real gray because it goes farther from that, way on down into stuff where people regret things later that they were definitely into at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can you make a move? Can you kiss a girl? I mean, there's there's really people, and I'm not even diminishing to like lampoon it, but there's people who <laughs> here's th- following things I know to be true. Some people say that they no matter what you have to ask before you make a move to give a girl a kiss. For right. Instance, you need verbal consent to do that. Right. Seems really crazy, but that's something. I mean, there's people that have that point of view, and there's people that adhere to that. There are also people who say that they're so in tune with women that they're just going to bow out of the sexual game entirely because they're that good of people, which is oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. mind-blowing. <laughs> I've seen I don't, that. I don't think it's true. I think right. it's just a way. Yeah. A, a beta way to figure out how to get something later, probably. <laughs> right. But it's but there are there are people who genuinely will say and put online how and that's why I don't uh, I bow out of the sex with women entirely because you you never know when you could be abusing your power that can make it you know. right. I mean, so yes. there is a spectrum here of uh, so I mean this Louis one is I mean there's no way to figure it out is my point and there are many points of view. <laughs> and who knows what the norms will be. We're probably in some paradigm shift, and there will be different norms for our kids. I don't know what they'll be, but they'll be Reva, different what's your take on rules. The audio cut out for like a good amount of seconds there, so I didn't catch anything Matt just said. <laughs> well, basically just about this whole scenario, the whole discussion, anything said that you're just like, wow, that's kind of messed up, or like, do you, do you feel protective of Louis C.K., protective of the women? I mean, what what are your thoughts just in general? Um, I think I tend to be a little bit more protective of the women just because, like, I know I've been in situations before where, like, I felt like something was, like, okay, and then later I was like, nah, that was really fucked up. That wasn't okay. And But, I mean, there I think there's truth on both sides. I don't know. Like, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. How about this? This would be a, a question I would like to ask you, Reba. Do you, uh, and it's interesting because you've been in, 
you've been most of your career, I guess, outside of school and stuff like that, uh, has just been with us or whatever. But the idea of those ladies feeling like, okay, the, it, this, the, the craziest thing is that a guy that is maybe famous, has money, and maybe uh, the ability to help you in your career or whatever, looks at you and goes, can I jack off in front of you? That is, that Does that feel like this way, way bigger power thing? Like, is, is it for, like, like these ladies, was it, oh, wait a minute, this isn't just a jack-off thing. This isn't even sexual. This is, uh, whether I want to do this or not, this is about maybe what could what could be or where it, maybe there's potential or I just like this guy. He's really cool. Maybe I just do this in this moment. Like, that, it's not just a sexual well, thing, right? Well, it sounds right? like it was before he was really anything, wasn't it? Yeah, that, see, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't really kind of hold up either because if you're uh, the best local band, then the, the bands under you, it changes the dynamic. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you're famous. I don't yet. think they're just, low, I don't, I don't, I think they're all industry, working comedians, is what it was. Like when yeah, we go but to the I'm comedy the headliner seller, over the opener is a dynamic. Yeah, I don't, I don't can know what imagine, the situation is. Can was. you imagine if it's the headliner band, right? This, uh, lead singer tries to jack off in front of the opening band that gets $50 a night, lead singer that's a girl. Is that not different? I mean, they're not famous. I, I, it had to be a huge band, but right. there's a big dynamic there. It's not nothing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, it's just I, I just okay. The thing that I don't like about it is, it it feels like we can't get anywhere with this. Nobody wants. Okay, I can't say nobody. It feels like the people, at least I know, and when I see stuff online, nobody wants this to happen to women. Nobody wants women to be. Uh, may, maybe they do subtly or subversively rather. But I just like I don't. What I would want is even when I'm thinking about Reva or I'm thinking about my daughters, whatever. I want them to be able to say, "Holy shit, this is what this is." got to stop this and and that be able to be stopped yeah. and it seems like that that maybe that's what they don't that, that women might don't take a while though yeah i know but how do you well, get it seems, there it seems like this is kind of a step in that way though like because mm -hmm. otherwise if you don't know that that something like that could happen or how you would feel about it when it did happen then when it does happen it takes you up by surprise right. and you don't know what to do or say so you can just kind of go with the flow right yep we're gonna like, do about 10 years anyways like i just go with the flow and then that's what that's what happens when, like, later I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Why yeah. did I just go with the flow on that? But, yeah, like, we're going to have to train about people. it and getting it out there. Then at least it's like, okay, now I can kind of read situations and I can, like, remove myself from situations that could potentially be uncomfortable or not, you know. Well, you, know you know, it's interesting what, to what Toby said about, uh, you know, having daughters and all that stuff. Dan Koch on uh, his podcast you have permission he interviewed uh dr tina Shermer. she's a psychologist and sex therapist and she said something that was super helpful for me as a parent and how you need to teach uh a lot of girls need to be taught a lot of the stuff that uh sons naturally have because of testosterone like being okay with displeasing someone, being okay with saying no, being okay with having your own opinion when everybody mm -hmm. else disagrees, like all this stuff that's more natural for uh, boys maybe. And then the same thing for the sons, they need to be taught like, well, how does that make other people feel? Like when you did that, like, were you thinking about your sisters? Did you think about, you know, and, and just really right. teaching stuff that doesn't come natural for their gender stereotypically, like if, mm -hmm. if you're studying the masses, but, uh, or Super. individually, as you would know the kid. But it'll, right. t it'll take a generation to get there, period. And so we're going to pendulum swing back and forth for another generation or two, and we'll have new norms. This is what this is. I mean... We, we have to, teach, have to men, teach men not to rape. That's one thing. That's, that's part. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I've seen that. people say on the internet. How yeah. about, no, you know. there's something true about the statistical problem here, though. Like, imagine a low-level, douchebag, I don't know, trailer park, type of dude yeah. who is not a good guy and is physically somewhat aggressive or plays games or, you know, you can just imagine the type. Now, there's no shortage of that type, first of all. Right. And if you would consider there, I mean, not everybody that they interact with would necessarily be a victim, if you will, but nonetheless, the people that are the bad actors are repeat offenders to right. astonishing degrees is the problem. Right. So... It doesn't take, you know, one guy can molest a bunch of children, you know, and, and yeah, or yes. rape a bunch of women or date rape a bunch of women. They can do it every, if you're a low-level, non-famous, douchey guy, you could probably do it twice a week. 
forever. Right. And it will never matter. And you will be fine. You will get away with it unlimited. Right. Now, that makes the rest of us look bad. Because right. those, he, those guys can rack up numbers in the hundreds. And that's devastating. That's why when you see the statistic, like one in four women is sexually assaulted, that doesn't mean one in four men are assaulters. Right. Not even close. Yeah. It might be one in 400. Yeah. You know? Well, but, we're not analyzing it right or something. Right. But, or maybe, uh, I don't know. It's just so hard to talk about. And I can't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm stumbling over my words. I feel like I'm, I, I know what I want to say and I can't say it right. I'm sure somebody will be offended by what I said, or what I, what I meant to say, or all this stuff. And it just sucks because what I'm saying is these ladies said, this is what happened. He backed it up. At least, at least to his credit, he did say that this is true. He didn't fight it and How try to dare shame you him and do him all credit. the credit and do all the shitty stuff that a lot of the men have done. But it's just, it, I just hate that, like, it's, there just isn't it doesn't feel like there's a clear way out of this like uh it just seems like bringing it up more talking about it more readily and explaining what's going on clearly to everybody has to be at least some step in the right direction right oh yeah i mean yeah, at so least that I mean, just bluntly get out there yeah. and talk about it i mean i'll be try. honest if if reva wasn't on here i'd be totally uncomfortable and i'd be like i don't know i mean that's just that's and and I and I can even understand that too because I do think it's important for males to realize that we are part of a system that has gotten us to this point. So I want to actually even take some responsibility of that. I mean, just if some you've of the... ever been in front of Joey on a staircase, he apologizes <laughs> right now. A, a heartfelt apology. He didn't know. I mean, anyway, his, line, his line even... is after you. Even in our own open the door for <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> ladies first, he says. <laughs> ladies the first, right after you. All right, so you said you're going on tour, though, right? And you got a new album coming out with this. Uh, what, what's the name of your band? August Burns Radio. What is it called? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, see, isn't this boring? Nobody cares. Like, isn't it you don't funny? want to promote. No, your we tour? should. We should. But I like the whole, you know promoting by proxy, really. But we do, yeah, we have an, it feels good, it feels, we have a new album coming out, you should check it out. Yeah, fucking, here's how I'm promoting the tour, we talked about it before we were recording, I think, but I've been going on the Emory Discord, <laughs> and <laughs> so about once a day I go on the Emory Discord, uh, or I go on the Emory Facebook Live, if y'all are doing anything live, right. I always drop a link in. And tell people to email Reva if they have any questions. <laughs> but because y'all get so much more reach than we do on our posts. Right. So you might have 200 people watching. If we do a Facebook Live, we have like 30 right. watching. So y'all got 200 people here. I, ooh, go in here, yeah. drop a link in, check out our tour. You go to, go to the in no conflicting dates. You know, y'all are going uh, on right. tour. We're different cities at different yeah. times, so it'll be fine. But. We do have a new record coming out, and y'all, you can pre-order it. And I think it turned out good. Matt heard it. I don't. I think maybe he thought I it was it, all right. Yeah. But uh, I love it. I think it turned out real good. I think. Are you best. taking? Are you? Are you, you don't not taking the best Reba out, out on the road with y'all too now? No, so Reba. Reba's gonna come out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Reba's going on tour with. You. Yeah, she's gonna come out and uh, TM and merch and. Uh, I can't wait to our, hear some of those stories, Reva. Well, our merch guy's in jail, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their, their merch guy went to jail for evading police. Yeah, so so we had we were talking about clowns, man. Well, we had talked about maybe getting Reva to come out anyway, but I was like, ah, budget. I don't know if I want to right. have that many people in the van. And then he went to jail, and I was like, shit, we definitely got to bring her now. Yeah, so. we just <laughs> you know we love to hire women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, you've always been known for that. We've, yeah, we've been known for that. So <laughs> you've always been yeah. known. You've always been known for hiring women and also getting married and getting divorced from women. <laughs> yes, we Your love. Your band's really we good love at getting to get divorced. divorced. All right, so is this? You cannot say this is the best record that Estes Burns ever put out. You don't think that, do you? I don't, I don't know what that even means, really. I I'm for the drums. I'm the happiest of anything. This is the happiest you've been with, with like, the drum drum playing and drum sounds and all that stuff. And then maybe from... Also, you didn't think you were ever going to be a band again, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been miserable getting to this point, <laughs> making the record and planning this tour. I am dreading the tour, but I once we get out there... <laughs> I mean, I really am. We book, we get out there, it'll be fine, but... Uh, or it might not. You never know. So things get rough with us, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm just... Uh, the, the record's good. Is there any fear, so, like, because I've been on tour with you before where the tour started going weird for you mentally, emotionally, <laughs> oh, yeah. spiritually, physically. Is that, do you have any of those? Is it, there's any, like, jitters or anything about being on the road? Or is yeah. it just because it's, 
Is it already you feeling so shitty that it just yeah, it doesn't matter? Yeah, I'm just stressed out yeah. about it. Yeah. Just, just all the work. You know, it's a lot of work just it's, to go out and you hope you make money. And then... Reba, you, if he walks off stage, can you play Bloodsucker Part <laughs> 2 or not? On the drums. You know, Part 1 I can do. I don't know about Part 2. Wow, you're not even a fan of our band. They're eating a part one. Yeah. They're eating a part one. That's the point. Was, you just got caught. <laughs> yeah, that definitely wasn't the point of my joke. I kind and, the, <laughs> and there's a and that actually happened with their last tour manager where Lunsford went off stage and the tour manager had to yeah. go play Bloodsucker Part Two to finish the show so the band could get paid. So it has happened. There is precedent there. I'll be honest, I wish we were going on tour with Emory and Hawthorne Heights. That would be more fun. Yeah, that would but be fun. We'll make more money. Well, maybe in the own. future you can do that. Cause yeah, I just don't think we'll ever do a tour again. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. So that's, you might want to get your ticket now if you're a, at all an Acid's Burn fan. This could Every be. I've been saying that forever. I I just want to get to San Diego, right, and work somewhere or something, right. We, me and Toby, have been talking about a lot. Yeah. Hey, if you're interested interested in an Instagram growth plan. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron at, at LunsfordMedia.com, right? Yeah, I want to plug that. Fuck the band. Yeah, Lunsford Creative. Um, all right. Well, you got your tours coming up. Is there, it's, at, it's after our tour, right? So Reva's going out with mm-hmm. us first, and then Reva, at the end of our tour, you're immediately going to drive and meet up with ACB guys, right? Yep. Yep. There's like five shows that overlap, but I'll finish out the Emory run and then pick You up are on there. not getting paid for those shows, by the way. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Even though I am advancing them for you. I mean, oh. you, that was your opportunity to be like, well, I make your case for why you should get paid. But, no. Yeah. Oh, shit. You had the opportunity, and that's what it is. All right. Speaking of uh, <laughs> people that might come to y'all's shows, some of them might be in the BC Club. The BC Club is uh, the way that we, uh, it's the way you can support this podcast. If you like what you're listening to, or if you're mad about it and want it to change and get even better, a great place to start is to join the BC Club. Uh, come uh, say anything you want in the in the BC Club Facebook or our Discord or wherever we're at, and uh, you know it's just a good opportunity to support media and uh, that you like. And so I, I think that's a really good thing to do. Like there's, uh, I, I just one of the things that I love that I found is uh, I do the medium, and I just love how it's curated. And I, you know, it sends me all the posts and the blog posts that I like. And I was like, yeah, well, I was doing it for free for a while. I was like, what am I doing? Why wouldn't I just take a moment and support this? So, uh, same thing. If you're listening, if you've been listening for more than, uh, 20 minutes, you should support this podcast financially is what I'm going to say. And we got some people that already support this podcast financially, right? Can you read some of those names? Well, I just want to tell everybody that everybody gets $200 at the As Cities Burns merch store at each name that you read. <laughs> you read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Matt. Grant Garden, Matt, Taylor Schultz, Mark W., Ryan Kloheisen, Justin Morris, Mark L., Zachary Fart Eater Beaver, <laughs> Jacob <laughs> Titherly, and Luke Johnson. So, All right. It's a little-known fact also that precisely one nickel of every subscription goes to Reva to cover my coffee when my card gets declined. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, know, yeah. we know that how much coffee has Re- Reva's got to buy you on tour? Coffee. That's expensive she, coffee, too. Uh, wait, my card's declined. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'll get you next time. Don't worry. <laughs> I still over. <laughs> I like Toby's call to people to because, like he said, he goes, "I joined the medium, you know, uh, the, the in front of medium. The platform is the really, medium. I really like." He the said, medium. He, he "Signed up for I the uh, right. uh, the so medium. Old, you know, I paid the money to get on the medium now, and I'm getting my stories. Oh from there, God, I sound like it's a the forest. four year old <laughs> way of talking to you. from the medium. Yeah, yeah. right. He's like, like uh, have y'all heard of the Twitter? I got on the Twitter." Yeah. 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 Medium is terrific, though. I'll pay for it as well. Leave me alone. 